Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. I'm Alistair. George William Trombley Birchall. I haven't minimized my volume yet. Wait, I'm going to do that now. I was like, why is everything peaking a tremendous amount? And I got it now. I'm back down to input level of 32. And I tell you what, the waveforms are looking better. Wow. It's great that you choose to do that after we've started recording. Well, By hey, the Andy. way, you're now a lot quieter in my ears. Yeah, I, I would be. I was commenting be. earlier on this great connection we had. I know, but and how it's it's important for, you know, and maybe you're hearing me clearly now as I speak a little bit louder <laughs> I've also turned up the volume on my oh, end. Oh, good. God, this is the kind of like glimpse behind the... Yes. Not, not, not the curtain, but maybe the fly strips <laughs> on the door of the fish and chip shoppery that is... Uh, the Two that in the is Think two Tank the think podcast. Tank. <laughs> As we fry up some sketch ideas for you. <laughs> you know, give you the cheapest... But you know, mm. but you know the, the the most satisfying morsels of sketch comedy, um, the stuff that you don't have to sit around for too long. You don't even have to sit and actually watch. You can be doing chores. You can be doing things like you would when you're eating fish and chips. Um, you know what would be great would be a second mouth <gasps> that goes in front of your mouth. Yeah. And this would oh, be for this, when you're this eating seems really like the hot worst, things. Like, I was with you <laughs> until you put it in front of the first mouth. Now it seems no. now it seems like superfluous. No, well see this is like um this is uh, this is like the alien xenomorphs in alien. Yeah. Aliens indeed. Right? This is so that when you want to eat something that you know it's too hot, but you can't wait to get it into your mouth. Yeah. So you're like, well, look, I'll just get it into my mouth and then I'll deal with the problems. Yeah. <laughs> I know the problems will be much worse and much more immediate, but at least I'll be moving forward towards getting this food into my stomach, my ultimate goal. So you put the food in your mouth when it's very, very hot, and then you go, yeah. as you try and breathe and sure. cool it down in your mouth. I was literally doing that as waiting. you messaged me before and said, really? oh, the podcast, as he said, I'm ready. And I went, oh, I was still like cooking dinner for everybody and things like that. And, but I just <laughs> finished, really. And so then I started trying to put the, 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 the food that was fresh out of the pan straight into my mouth. <laughs> And as my wife looked at me, and, and, and I felt like I'm being a real man right now. I'm doing a fucking idiot job. Yeah, perfect. She's like, bring a plate uh, of food I mean, to, the, to the podcast. Am I going to bring a plate of food to the podcast? If only there was still some way to, to there was a way, some way to get in and eat the food while it's still in the oven. Because I'm sure it cools down a lot in that <gasps> first removing well, it out into see, this, the atmosphere. Now, Andy, moment. this I could agree with. Now, okay. Ah. 
what if it had, if the oven had a first mouth, right? Mm, and it's a, okay. it's a little mouth that's built into the door of the oven that, yeah. that is Great. inside of the oven. And it's kind of got like, mm. it's protruding forward a little bit like a Homer Simpson mouth. Right. Yeah. Great. And it and it can and its lips can reach out and grab the food <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you put your mouth up against that mouth, like that. Up against the back of the mouth. Up against the back of the mouth, <laughs> and you can control it with your lips. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, but again, much like Homer Simpson, really, in that opening credits when he has his hands in the yes. gloves that go into the nuclear. Um, fuel container thing. Yes. But now this is uh, the same thing, but for your mouth. <laughs> yeah, and and it and all the things, all the things like the lips. Uh, you know, they can work like that. The tongue, the 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 oven's mouth tongue can have taste mm. sensors that connect to your taste sensors, and they. they... Uh, it's getting too complicated. We're losing some of the. No, no, no but it's so that you can beautiful still start... simplicity of this idea. No, but I'm just saying that we. I'm sure it's possible to transfer some of those signals mm. down to the tongue, so that mm. you can just, just for the first few breaths, you know. Yes. As you're starting to chew it, um, not burn your, not be at sort of you know, oven temperature once it gets into your own mm. mouth. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I agree, and I think that's I think that's ultimately what I was working towards. The I, my idea of this it's like this a, extra mouth that goes in front of your mouth would be one that does do a lot of the breathing on the food for you, and then it essentially has a little anus. Yeah, at the back poops of the it mouth into your and mouth, shits the food into your mouth. But I, it doesn't. It hasn't digested it anyway. All it's done is cooled it down. But it does make a grunting sound yes. when it <laughs> when it yeah. the food into your mouth. I mean, it's I, just colder. That's the only change. A sort of but older rural a straining yeah. grunting, <laughs> and it and it like shoots onto your tongue, kind of like. You know, like one of those like those ketchup bottles that when you, you they, all, yes. they only come out if you squeeze them a certain yes. amount, and then yes. too much comes out. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I think they. <laughs> it's like you have a, like a like a turd of lasagna on your mouth. It's still just lasagna, but it is in turd shape. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I mean, in my version, it doesn't even change the shape. All it's done is cool it down. It hasn't Andy, chewed it in How is way. it going to go through a tube and not change shape? I didn't say there was a tube. You said there was an uh, anus, Sandy. There is an anus, but the anus... Oh, oh is this, is this anus got no, uh, like, <laughs> Y-axis or no Z-axis? Which <laughs> axis doesn't it have, Andy? That <laughs> Tell me, tell me. <laughs> The listeners want to know. But, no, I mean, this is I the mean, questions on everybody's tongue at the moment. This is the... Uh, oh, it's on their tongue. It's not on their lips. No, 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 no. I mean, this is earlier in the process. They uh, this is, they don't want to know as much, but it's, 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 mm. a, it's a more authentic version of the question that they want to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Now, also, I think a more rudimentary version of this uh, this piece of technology would be just a kind of like a like a an oven mitt for your tongue, you know, an oven mm, mitt for your no, for your mouth. Very good. That you probably yes. like a nana would knit for you, but then <laughs> it's yeah. it's something where Quilted. you could eat something directly out of the oven, but 
you wouldn't actually end up tasting it except for the little bits that drip through the uh, the the sort of the the weaving the web the webbing of the uh, of the you know of the knitted uh, glove mouth glove you know and so then really it's really just a pure nutrition thing like it's a pure mm. i just need to eat now it's it's a more of a starvation based thing you know if you are if you've gone through an actual famine and mm. the food's in the oven and it's cooked enough that it's now <laughs> edible right yeah it's yeah. it's reached an internal temperature of whatever it is that they mm. say that you should hit mm. okay then you could start eating it and then start swallowing it some of the cooling mm. will happen but it probably will build uh, burn your esophagus but uh there might not be as many sensors back there to feel it there's no reason why you couldn't have some kind of little microwave so you, a thing that you put in the back of the throat yeah that is a like a like a, it's a little ring it's a little metallic ring that yeah. fires microwaves mm-hmm. and cooks the food as it goes down your throat because there's you don't need the food to be cooked when it's in your mouth if you're going to get the maximum nutrition, you just need it to be cooked by the time it gets to your stomach, I think. Mm. And so you could you could be cooking things like you know the basically the essential principle behind one of those pizza ovens where the pizzas are on a little uh, sort of train line and go through the or conveyor belt and they go through the, pe- yeah, the yeah, pizza yeah. oven and cook as they as they pass through. Yeah, food could food could be cooked in a similar way. And this way. is for people who say I want to eat like raw meat but are worried about the mm. dangerous consequences. <laughs> or exactly. or people who love the flavor of a raw, uncooked pizza dough and pizza <laughs> ingredients. Perfect. But but, but are, are worried about, you know, that, that their stomach mm. somehow won't be able to handle, you know, all that mm. extra digestion that's kind of cre- done by the cooking process. Um, they're, I... they're worried about the extra workload for their tum-tum. I'm going to open a restaurant and it's going to be called Microwave Pizza. Yeah. And it's going to go really well. Yeah. It's going to go so well. And it's just pizzas that you bought from Woolies. (laughs) You got frozen pizzas from Woolies. I don't know if they're pizzas that I get from Woolies. I, I, I think they might be made, you know, to a very high standard by Italian pizza chefs. But I then take those... And place them in a microwave and cook them in the microwave. And I think a big mm. part of the experience is getting to witness the look of shame and disgust on the faces of these and these chefs directly from yeah. Italy, by the way. Well, <laughs> wait, so you've, in, so you've flown in chefs who would be offended by this process? Yes. They're, hor- they're going to be And horrified. they're making it? They, like they're actually doing it? They're making the the I'm I'm the one putting them into the microwave. They prepare them, you know. They make okay. the dough. They hand knead the dough. They they sprinkle on the freshest, finest ingredients. Mm. Okay, it's the, that perfect whatever that special flour, four hundred gradi flour or whatever it is that they use for the proper pizza. Four hundred okay? degrees flour. The world's, yeah, that's right. These uh, uh, these are the world's best pizza chefs, right? Maybe they don't even know they're being placed into a microwave. Yeah, Maybe yeah, that's yeah. more beautiful in a way. They, they just put them through <laughs> they put them through a slot. Yeah. And I take them and I slap them onto the tray of an LG microwave. I put it on mm. high. I put them in for like 18 minutes. Yeah. I microwave the fuck out of these pizzas. So this is all happening on the other side. Yeah. Of the, 
the wall. It feels like it's more of a work. Andy, I feel there's a whole reality TV show that is just in, (laughs) like, just capturing Italian people. Mm, on mm, film yes, being insulted good. at oh, what ha- okay, what's happening film. to their thing. <laughs> they're they're one of the few cultures you can still really insult. <laughs> mm. You know? You just can. Through you actions. Can. Through actions that are actually mm. not offensive. Mm-hmm. But I think also the chefs don't if they don't know this is happening, they don't know that the pizzas are going into a microwave. Right? Yeah. Um maybe I even let the chefs Put place them into a proper wood-fired oven, right? But I have a secret door on the back of the oven where I whip the pizzas out as soon as they place them in there and I slip them into the microwave. And then, meanwhile, the diners are all sitting there, their stomachs gurgling with anticipation and their eyes filled with horror and and perverse joy as they, they... I've got one of those kitchens where you can see into the kitchen, so you can see the chefs working hard on the pizzas, and then there's a little divider, and then you can see me, right, in my stained track pants, mm. microwaving the pizzas they produce, and then slopping them down. But you know what would be good be as so well? so wet. I think a big... Slopping pro- them down in front of the... Sl- oh, they would be wet, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, But, like, are you cooking them enough, or...? Yeah, they're cooked. They're cooked. Yeah. But I just don't think you like the whatever you way in which you want the dough to be cooked with radiant heat, I presume. Yeah. Um in an oven that doesn't happen. Sure, sure, sure. It's, I mean, it, it you would know, be they're, a they're not, completely not... different experience. One that you might be a, there might be a way to enjoy this. I think but I don't the, know what it is. I think the um I think it would be important to see the the room of Italian chefs, and I think it would be also mm. important to see the room before that, which is where there's other Italian chefs mm-hmm. who are applying for the positions. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Correct. and then you also see Italian chefs find yeah. out that their pizzas are being microwaved, and then you get to see yeah. them storm out. Oh, I think great. that would make the pizzas extra great. delicious. Mmm, mamma mia, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that the I think that the f- wood fire oven it's just a slot that mimics it exactly, and exactly. it really just yes. goes to you, and then they do mm. realize at some point when they have a really good look through there, and you wave yeah. to them. <laughs> There's a there's a there's a some of the chefs start to get suspicious and they try and and look in there. Yeah. They and try. They start. They 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 become pizza truthers. The problem with a lot of with those with, ripples with, through. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the problem with a lot of those like four hundred degree ovens is that those, uh, Napoli whatever it is style, um, pizzas that are made in those kind of four hundred degree ovens they only take like ninety seconds to cook. They cook so quick. So I worry that yeah. if you put them through an actual oven like that. Right, you know, right. you'll even just in the process of trying to transfer it from them to you, you're accidentally going to cook them properly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it'll be a hot. Maybe it's a hologram. You know, whatever flames hologram, and yeah. stuff. Maybe that it could are be a. There. Maybe it could be a, uh, a, like a wood fire oven painted onto the wall, sort of like a coyote style, wily coyote style. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, yeah, we'll get one of those street artists. 
who does, who it does on the those ground? really realistic drawings on the ground, yeah, like 3D things, and we'll get them. That some of the the greatest geniuses <gasps> to make of the art world to make a microwave oven look like a look oh, like oh, a f- oh, very good. <laughs> Like that, and then you make the door sort of seem like a big metallic door that you close. I'm sure they could do that. Yeah, you know that's their art. That's amazing idea. I think and they, that... If they if they could somehow, with the power of their drawing, make it sound like it clangs shut with that hefty clang oh, of yeah. a of a big cast iron uh, oven door. I don't know if they can. I don't know how good these guys are. I mean, they're very good, but I don't know if they well, can. Well, that's right. How good the they are with chalk. <laughs> can, mm. can you put enough chalk to add a clang sound? <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of illusion I'm hoping for. Do you think it'd be good to like have your house done up in chalk like that? You don't have the walls of your house done up in Sort of. I think that's a really good idea. This is a sketch idea. You you see one of those guys on the street, and you get them to come home, and you get them to draw a, another whole room on the wall of your <laughs> of your Ooh. living room. You're having you're having people. Around, you're very insecure yes, about your um, your status, your social status. You have uh, you're inviting um, your boss and his um, new lover around uh, for for dinner. Right, you work at a, um, a plastics extruding um, distributor, an extruded plastics distributor, and the the boss is coming around. His new his new lover from Brazil is coming as well, <gasps> and uh, lover. <laughs> <laughs> and you're very insecure about your small house that you live in. You get one of those street artist guys to come around and draw a huge sort of ballroom. On the uh, on the one of the walls of your of your studio apartment, and then you just have to conv- keep coming up with reasons why they can't walk into the ballroom. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, I'm sorry, the ballroom floor is being um, re shellacked. Re shellacked. It's being re stumped. You can have mm. all sorts of reasons that the floor particularly can't be walked on. <laughs> But then you have also, you are cooking all the dinners in the microwave, but you've had the chalk artist draw very <laughs> much a whole kitchen there with, with chefs and stuff working away. Oh, I mean, you know. hopefully they could be chalk chefs and mm. they could make the pizza chalky enough that it looks like, you know, it looks like a fancy meal. You're just chalk. You're just eating a sort of a micro, you know, a TV dinner <laughs> kind of situation, a microwave thing you know a microwave chickpea curry or something like that mm. as as you would probably mm. have i imagine and but he's made it look like you're having a big sort of meat dish with two chandeliers and um yes and maybe uh, all that we the reality that we think we are living in is not really reality but is in fact one of those hyper realistic 3d chalk drawings mm. done by a, a, a street artist of the gods, maybe that's that's what reality is, right? Our our reality. Yeah. Everything you see. Why does it have to be a simulation? Why can't it be a for a, a being who lives in a cosmos infinitely more complex and beyond our understanding? We could just be a the equivalent of a chalk drawing outside a railway station on the on the ground. 
in that reality, whatever their version of the ground is. Now, their ground, <laughs> obviously, would be... <laughs> whatever their version of the ground is. Well, their version of the ground would... So, our version of the ground is a 2D surface onto which a 3D drawing can be created. Now, their, draw, their, their version of the ground might be uh, a 3D, right? For them, flat is curved, right? <laughs> That's right. But onto that curve, they uh, this person has drawn. Maybe this is how time. What 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 time is? Time is a, a the an extra dimension created by a, an a drawing, uh, <laughs> an illusory drawing on the three D ground, on the three D two D surface in their five D universe. That's all I'm saying. Wow. I mean, so so we're not actually going through time. We're just looking at a curve on a on a. On That's a wall, right. on a two D wall, mm. yeah. And of, uh, I mean, the only reason this the, the you, drawing this doesn't gives make any sense, sense is because it's passing. beyond your comprehension. No, I understand <laughs> that, Andy. For me, it's as clear as day. You're talking. I mean, you're talking to a chalk artist. You mm. know? Chalk yeah. artist, Andy. I don't know if you remember. I used to live under a flight path, and now I live again under another flight path. Oh yeah. But on the other side of the world, mm. you know, could be the same flight path. I mean, it might be. You know. The thing is, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a Melbourne to London flight. Mm. You know that maybe I was going to, or like Adelaide to London, or something like that. Adelaide to London, <laughs> one of those great, the greatest routes. Oh yeah, I mean, one it could be like Adelaide route. to Birmingham. Mm, <laughs> ah, the new Silk Road. <laughs> Um, and what's that like? Are you like are you are you hearing a lot of aeroplanes? No, not really. Not really. But if I go outside, I do see a lot. The insulation mm. here is so good in Canada that you're you you never go into a house and are like, oh, I'm kind of cold. Yeah, I mean, part of that is and also the heat. I, I miss being cold, Andy. I mean, although we did mm. like we have now on two occasions gone out. Outside with as the family to go walk to a thing, and the children and us have been so cold that we've made it a block and then we've had to turn back. And this is whilst everybody's wearing two pairs of pants and wow. we put face masks on the kids and stuff like that. And wow! So, but you know, today it was just me and Hux that turned back because he was like, I'm so cold, I'm so cold. Yeah, like that. I was like, All right, well, I guess back on screens. <laughs> Was he doing a Japanese accent? No, he wasn't. <laughs> he does do okay. that sometimes, but not that time. <laughs> he reenacts like really inappropriate uh, times in history. <laughs> Full like attacks <laughs> on on sort of harbors that you know might wow. be uh, you know that were really important ones during you know significant ones during uh, the part of the Se- Second World War. But sure. But I I'm not gonna. I don't, don't want to say... protect the identity of the harbor. Yeah, I don't want the to harbor. name the harbor. <laughs> the, in honor of the harbor, is this Pearl Harbor still around? Not that that's what we were talking about. But mm. it does can I still go to Pearl Harbor now and kind of get a pearl? Or Could whatever? I still attack Pearl Harbor <laughs> is it still today possible? if I wanted to? Today, <laughs> you know, we've lost our way as a society. Nobody attacks any Pearl Harbor. You're not allowed to, to attack anything anymore. <laughs> Everyone's so defensive. Um, yeah. Alistair. 
would you what, would you be interested in going to a restaurant where on every table there's a large bird that regurgitates food into your mouth? Oh, because that is a form of cooking. Yeah, right? I mean it's a having form it of... partially digested by a bird. That's true. It um, could be the the missing the the lot the great lost cooking technique. Well, I guess if it was in a restaurant form then mm. a chef would have found a way to make that delicious. Exactly. So, exactly. It's not going to be bad. Yeah, if it comes out of the stomach and it's super acidic and stuff like that, well, he would have made it, or she, super basic first, <clears throat> or whatever, mm-hmm. found a way to complement those yes. notes of stomach acids with, of course. with something else. These people are professionals. I mean, the, we are professionals after all. So... Mm. Yeah, you know what, Andy? Yes, I would. I would have. I mean, is there a chance that when the bird is vomiting into your mouth that he bites you with his big, sharp beak? (laughs) Bites your (laughs) lip and stuff like that. Oh, it depends. Do you like that? No. Would you like that to happen? I mean, I don't know. Okay, well, then then no. No, I I would make sure that that's not, that doesn't occur. Okay, what about this as an option then? How would you feel if you go into a restaurant and... The chef themselves chews it up and regurgitates it into your mouth. Mm. Feel better. Also, oh, it's kind of like one of those teppanyaki places, yeah, where they kind of cook things in front of you, but instead he eats stuff and then burps it up. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> burps it up somehow yeah, makes I mean... it seems worse, even though it's actually <laughs> much worse than burps. He... <laughs> He's um, he's the, you know, he's the chef. He or she is the chef, right? And so, presumably, they as as the chef, they know how food is supposed. It's probably to be a chewed, team. They are the chefs. Right? They are the chef. They know how food is supposed to be chewed much better than you do as a mere customer, as a mere layperson. Well, that's person. right. We are just eating at a at a sort of like an uneducated level. Mm. A lot of us are just chewing as our ancestors did. Mm. What, it's crazy that, f- that that cooking and all that sort of stuff is progressing, and yet we're still chewing and masticating and swallowing with this rudimentary apparatus. Right. These chefs are probably like black belt black belt chewers. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're chewing at the first grade level. We haven't chewed. We haven't learned. You know, like my drawing. My drawing hasn't improved since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, chudo. Hey, chudo. Chudo. Chu jitsu. That's right. Chu jitsu and chudo and charate. Churate. Karate. Chuxing. And chumo. Um, anyway, consumo, consumo wrestling. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There's no right answer. No, there is no right, all and there's no the, wrong answers. I think they're all wrong answers. They're all I think wrong the entire, answers. I think the question was wrong. Well, that's you know, I mean, that's, a, that's something that you have to deal with, Andy, because I don't contribute Absolutely. anything. So, <laughs> um, um, what about like uh, you know, like. It feels like, you know, they invented a new thing when they had cowboys in the Wild West. 
You know, mm. who would have thought? Like, okay. it's so strange that something like that can be like a, like a weird, a small period in history can become a whole format. You know, and like, why? Yeah. Like, what about this? Okay, there was a period in time when mobile phones had cameras, but mobile technology wasn't so good that you could send each other photos. So there was a mm. point in time where I was able to take a dick pic, but in order to show people, <laughs> I would have to just go and show them on my phone. <laughs> Which you might as well, at that point, you might as well just show them your pic. I know, but it's not the same. It's not the same. One <laughs> is an offense. One is a is a crime. The other one is just but looking at a picture. <laughs> the other one is just looking at my penis. <laughs> right. Did I ever yeah. tell you that there was yeah, a weird that... period when I was living in Canberra where we would get drunk and high and things like that? And then me and one of my housemates would go for a walk, like relatively far down some footpaths and stuff like that like sometimes through a kind of like you know like a bike pathy kind of area a little bit less uh, residential and then we would get to some end point take off all our clothes and then walk back in the nude <laughs> Alistair I, like on one level I feel like you've told me this before but on another level I feel like I'm hearing this for the first time and, you know, I, I feel, you know, in Madonna's words, like a virgin told this anecdote right. for the very first time. One time my friend's girlfriend even came with us and then she just carried our clothes. She didn't get I dressed. Mean, <laughs> she didn't get undressed. <laughs> it was just me and my friend. Did she comment on the, I mean, on the uh, situation? I mean, I'm sure there were comments. And how did, how did this first happen? And the first time it happened, and be honest, yeah, was there an erotic thrill? I mean, not erotic between us. It was right. I think it was just between a, you and the world. Yeah, it was just more of a like, oh, we're doing something that feels like it's wrong, but there's also nobody around. <laughs> I mean, we never at I any mean, point did it. I don't think, and then encountered around. people. Wow. So it was just a quiet. Sort of near Belconnen kind of suburb, and <laughs> and we just were walking through, you know, what was probably a, you know, like a like a just a kind of a, you know, a bike path past some parks and a primary school and things like that. But in the middle of the night, <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually a residential street where we lived. And so you walked up your own residential street. I'm not. I can't remember where exactly we put on the clothes. I think at least once we probably would have gone the whole way. I mean, it's really weird, Alistair. It I was, mean, it's it great, and I'm really thing. happy for you that you did this. Yeah. Um. And I mean, do you I support just, me, Andy? <laughs> uh. Do you condone my I actions? Think, I think so, but I'm. I'm also thinking about well, what would it be like if I had been somebody else? who sure. by themselves, say, was walking along the street and had turned a corner and seen two naked men walking towards yeah. me. I mean, naked I think... naked, sort of 23-year-olds, maybe 22-year-olds. Mm. It's not... So not men. Not, They're not men. Not really <laughs> men. I think that I you become a man when you get your first man boob. 
Yeah, sure. Because they're not called boy yep. breasts. Mm. <laughs> um, boybies. Boy, bo- bo- boybies? Boysoms. Boysoms. Yeah. Boysoms. Mm. Uh, Alistair, I do support you. Thank you so much, Andy. I support Andy, it was you so great everything. because you didn't need to at all. but i'm so glad that you're willing i'm just it's just it's just such a um it's a very profound i don't want to say confronting because i don't mean confronting in the way of like being confronted with the reality of a naked person yeah but i think it's i'm being confronted with the reality of the decision-making process that got you to that point. But, I mean, think and about it. It's not that many decisions. It's like, it's like, <laughs> wouldn't it be fun or weird or funny, that kind of thing, if we just walked home naked, you know? And then mm. you kind of go, yeah, let's do it, like that. And then you do <laughs> it. And there's only two people there, so it's not there's not that many people to convince, right? But I think on, and on I understand level that, as well. Yeah. I feel, you know, personally... Jealous that I, you didn't you know, do it yourself. we're quite close. Well, we're quite close, you and I. And so you're jealous. And you and I have both, um, you know, had some drinks and gone for a long walk down That's a path right. in the night. That's, oh. And you never asked me to take off all my clothes and walk home naked I'm really you. sorry, Andy. And I wonder then if there's just a... If there's something... Is it me? No, Andy. Is it that, I think... Is it... Was I not hot enough? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, how about this? Okay, we'll work our way up to mm. it. Because I feel like you wouldn't walk all the way home from a, like, you know, in some public place at nighttime. In a city, let's say Melbourne is a little bit more populated and a little bit more, a few more people mm. walk around late at night on the bike path that we were what? walking around at, on. There's a, there's a, there's a, deeper thing that I would be more concerned about, Alistair, rather than you not wanting to walk home naked with me, is that like, maybe by moving in my circles and being my friend, if I think if I can use that word, I'm sorry, I, I hope mean, that's not Andy, too forward. God, that's very forward after however many years. <laughs> uh, that, that there's something about me that's stopping you from being your true self. Right, that uh, that yeah. actually I'm holding you back, right, and this might be emblematic of some deeper things that are going on and ways in which I'm. So you think that I would realizing you think that that maybe more of my life would be walking home naked. And that's and what I'm saying. Like that. Yeah. And then and that this is not a thing that should have ever died. Mm. This is a thing that could live yeah. on. It could be the midnight walk or the two a.m. walk every day mm. would be a thing. Mm. Like everybody would know that it's. It actually would be a safe way to get home at night. Is that you strip <laughs> you, think? you strip down your clothes and it's like a group of people with whom you can walk, be vulnerable, but also actually mm. it's the numbers that makes everything safe. Sure, sure, and now it's other people who should be worried about you. If anything, Alistair. Now, yeah, so now we've created a way in which is the safest way to get home, you know. And then it also removes it removes any of those arguments of like, well, what were you wearing at nighttime, you know, if you got attacked? Because suddenly, well, the answer is, well, nothing at all. And that is the safest way to get home uh, deep into the night. It's called the... It's, we could be right. It's the nude posse. 
The nude posse home. <laughs> you know, and then we yeah. could walk around and we could find people who are attacking people and beat them up mm. with our, you know, with our <laughs> nude bodies. <laughs> it's the nude vigilante group. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Well, that's what it would vigilantes. obviously end up as. <laughs> mm. Because people would believe I mean, in the concept so strongly. Are there any superheroes who are naked? Mm. Who's, um, I guess there's that Manhattan, that blue guy, but he's we- really wearing a, a suit of blue. Uh, being a blue man, he just doesn't look like a normal man. But like, I wonder if you could conceal your identity, right, by taking off all your clothes in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman takes off his glasses to become Superman. I wonder if he would be even less identifiable if he took off all his clothes <laughs> completely. That's true. Took off his glasses. I mean, he, he's still a little bit identifiable. <laughs> what about this? It's Superman, but instead of taking off his glasses, instead of Clark Kent taking off his glasses to become Superman, he takes off his pants. So he's just, just naked from the waist down. Who's and that? That's the way he conceals his identity <laughs> is by exposing his genitals. Yeah. And everyone's so confronted by that, they never really look at his face or take in his facial features. <laughs> he's flying over the city in a suit, you know, his normal suit top and shirt. <laughs> Glass is still on, but Peter's dangling, dangling in the wind. Dangling, whipping, flapping in the wind. Through the clouds, flapping, yes. Absolutely <laughs> sort of like frippling, frippling, frilliping. Yes, he's completely unrecognisable. Nobody. I, think, I mean, I think it's arguable yeah. that taking taking off his pants would be a better disguise than taking off his glasses for mm. Superman. No, no, I agree with you entirely, Andy. It's mm. almost exactly the same. And and probably it's cu- it's removing way more recognisable parts mm. in, in terms of surface mm-hmm. area, at least. <laughs> You know how people have those recognisable pants. <laughs> well, I mean, it's <laughs> one of his yeah. one of his features. He had beautiful hazel brown pants. Yeah, I pictured his pants being hazel. And when you're talking about this, mm. are you picturing the Christopher Reeves Superman? I think so. I yeah. have been the whole time. That's what I'm picturing. Oh, that's nice. Isn't it amazing <laughs> that they found a guy who kind of looked a bit like him? You know, in Henry yeah. Cavill. And that is a a big part of why he became Superman. Or do you think that do you think that 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 Christopher Reeves and Henry Cavill both kind of look like the comic book Superman a little bit? I think it that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I wonder. I thought you were going to say, isn't it amazing that they found another guy whose surname was Reeve? Wasn't there a guy called Reeve who played him on TV, and then they got. George Reeve, I think, played him on TV, and then they got Christopher Reeves to play him in the movies. It's like when they, uh, in was it Bewitched? Yeah. They replaced Dick Sargent with Dick something else. See, Just I don't two, know any about this, but dicks. I mean, is sh- if they can't went from Reeve to Reeves, shouldn't they then have gone to Reeves's? Mm. <laughs> or Reeves'est? Or Reeves'est? Uh, yeah, Reeves's. Reeves's. I wonder if there's anybody whose surname is Reeves's. I mean, that would be. We it. could find them. And then, if you can only find they would one, they look so much like Superman. Reeves's. Oh wait, it's R E E. 
Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Oh, there's a Reeves. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Is he related to Christopher Reeves? I never thought about that. Did you know he was born in Beirut, Lebanon? <laughs> what? Christopher Reeves was born in Beirut, Lebanon. Oh, but he's wow. Canadian. <laughs> um, yeah, that's amazing. But Alistair, I, how many sketch ideas have we written down? One, two, three, four, five, six. Andy, and you are going to be very happy with the quality. Um, I think I am actually. I feel great about great, today. great, great. Well, then we should just go to three I've words a really from a time. from a listener. We've had a lot of new restaurant ideas, which is very big for us. New it's restaurant, very much part of our oeuvre. Oh, it's a very important and part of the two and think tank, uh, you know, body of work. Mm. The two and the think the, tank. My body of work is naked from the waist down. That's right. My body of work is walking <clears throat> home tonight. Mm. And uncovered. Um, what do you think are the clothes of our sketches? Imagine if your body of work actually. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. had a real body forget it <laughs> what do you think would be the dick of your work <laughs> words really good eh? <laughs> it's a great question what would be the dick yeah, of your work is... if your body of work was a real body it was a real body which bit which bit of your you work see this is why we need to be interviewing celebrities andy <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the mouth of the leg Right now, All right. more importantly, the head of the face. Mm. Um, Andy, t- we today we got three words from a listener called Martin Hanel. Martin Hanel, all the way from Europe. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the way from the great continent of oh, Europe. Europe, uh, and yes. so and you know what, Martin has sent us in three words today, and. Um, you know what? Not, not a ton of those words. I mean, look, I don't want to give you any hints, so I won't give you any hints. And so, he sent in three words. Do you want to try to guess what the first one is? Yes, the first word is um, brown. Oh, close! Because I imagine it's a big, a big, a color that represents a a large part of this word's landmass. Um, Canada. 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 Ah, that wide brown land mm. of Canada. <laughs> What's the second word? Oh, wow, okay. Uh, Canada. Alistair. The second word is Alistair. Oh, you might have got you got two letters correct. The second word is eats. Canada eats. Yes, Canada eats. Oh God! You can do this, Andy. 
God. Andy, it was close in that you chose a country. But okay. the s- third word is Australia. Or as oh, you would okay. know it, it's Australia. Australia. <laughs> now, Greenland is not actually a country. No. Got to what? Point that out. What? Greenland is well, part of Well, by the Norway, time the I podcast believe. goes out, Andy, it may be. It may have achieved independence. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I, Ca- Canada eats, eats Australia. Australia. Um, and now just wow. letting you know that backwards, it's stay, stay, S-T-A-E. Um, that doesn't help. And Australia backwards <laughs> is Nailatsua. And Canada is... Adan- Adanak. 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 That one works. That sounds nice. Adanak. It sounds I mean, obviously, if Canada were to eat, eat Australia, first they would drizzle it with melted cheese. Um, what about me- melted maple syrup? Oh, Why do you think cheese? Finally. Why do you think with cheese? Because poutine. Isn't that what uh, poutine has? Well, they, melted they, cheese? They, it's not a melted cheese. It's a, it's a cheese curd. That then melts oh. due to the hotness of the other food that it is on. Alistair, I apologize <laughs> for my ignorance of your culture. That's okay. Uh, the, the, the cost of living crisis has very much arrived in Canada. And so when I bought a bag of cheese curds here, something that mm. was obviously a food that was chosen for poutine because it was a very cheap thing at the time. And I bought a yes. tiny bag of cheese curds for almost $8 and I realized oh things are fucking are not okay over here in Canada cost of living eh yeah housing is cheaper here but but um Mm -hmm. but the uh, (laughs) the supermarkets food is way more expensive also though I discovered a good new apple that has good new apple Cortland have you ever had a Cortland Cortland Never even heard of the Cortland apple. What are we talking? A nice thin red skin? Uh, it's a pretty dark red skin. Really? But there's a there's a but there's thin. a real there's a real peruminess, a real floweriness to the f- flavor in there. You know, mm, it's not as flower, sharp. Obviously, you mean W E R, not O U R, because that's one of the mm. worst things you can say about an apple is that it's flowery. F L O U R. That's right. I am, of course, I'm not discussing. It's texture. It's texture. It is crisp. It is, f- it is delicious. It is. Um, it's a juicy. Do you think that in the apple world, flowery would be one of the most hateful things you can say? Do you think, like, if apples had? Uh, I, yeah, I would consider a fl- flowery would be a slur. <laughs> apple slur. Um, <laughs> it actually sounds oh. like something that you would use to make apple juice. Or mm. cider, apple slur. Um, <laughs> all right, Andy. Now, now if Canada eats Australia. Now, if Canada were to eat Australia, do you think it would go up over the top of the Earth, cross the North Pole, and come back around the other side? No, I don't think there would be room for it to get back down again. I'm trying to think of how it could get to Australia. Mm. I, it would probably have to, I would say, go west for a little bit. Mm. Let's say a hungry, a really oh, yeah. hungry it Canada would, would go west <laughs> yes. and then take a left turn, and I reckon down through the Pacific. Down through the Pacific, you know, it would probably knock out a few island countries. I'm not telling, you know, I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying that it would eat them, but it would definitely push them out of the way, send them On its South way to America, the yeah, South America words. But mm. I think if you're a big country and you got a big appetite, then probably Australia is not the bad place to go. Uh, do you think that we could maybe do open a restaurant that is a Australia Canada fusion cuisine? I love that idea, Andy. Mm. A meat pie poutine. Yes. <laughs> a sausage a meat pie poutine floater. A sausage sizzle tourtière. Oh, what's that one? What's tourtière? It's just like a it's a type of meat pie, but it doesn't have like a kind of gravy in it uh, that would make a mm. uh, a pie super delicious. It has it's kind of more of a loose meat pie. Oh. Not always just beef, but uh, you know, and but it is it is spiced and maybe has a little bit of potato in there, but it's a it's a classic, and I do love it. Loose meat, <laughs> yeah, loose meat. You know, it's not a kind of um, like a caged meat like we have in Australia, where it's caged in sauce and deliciousness. Maple. I mean, it it, it is. It does feel like you know, because when 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 it's the classic fusion cuisines, yeah. right? It feels like it's a um, it feels like it's a it's a it's a disco, right? It's a it's oh. a blue light disco, yeah. right? And everybody's mingling, and all the hot people have already paired up, and they've already asked each other to dance, and they're probably already making out. So on we're the dance talking floor. about French and French and Thai cuisine, and we're talking exactly. about um, you know, uh, gas gastronomic science kind of stuff, and maybe uh, you know Chinese or something like that. Sure, yeah. I mean, I don't actually know many fusion cuisines, but those both sound like great examples. But meanwhile, Australian cuisine and Canada cuisine are sitting, hanging around the walls there. They haven't paired up with anybody. Nobody's asked them. So eventually, we're going to end up together, right? Because nobody else wants to to, to, to go with us. And uh, I think we should just get, get things over and done with, muck in together, and just try and make the most of it. Yeah. To be okay, honest. See. see what we can, you know. I mean, I guess that's what me and um, my beloved know the best is Australian and Canadian cuisines. If we really need to be able to survive in this in this continent here, we need to give them something that they that they don't have here. Mm. But then also something mm. familiar enough that they would reach for it. Um Yeah, I mean I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of ideas for this one. Well, with with I guess mm. Canada eats Australia. We don't have to go straight. I mean, I think even just the idea of a whole country, the whole people of a country, eating the people of another country. They decide. Oh yes. You know, um, I guess it's kind of like a war, but at the end, mm. there's no one, there's nobody left from the other, the, the losing country. You know, it it's does, you know what that does sound kind of cool. You don't it's send them with any supplies. What about a teeth war, right? I mean, this feels one, like two, three, kind of what, like, four. Animals would have done. I declare a teeth war. <laughs> wow, I mean, that's really full on, mm. right? It's just teeth on teeth. Yeah, that's that would rough. Be so confronting to watch. Yeah. Like a like a form of MMA where it's all it's all teeth. You're only allowed to use your teeth, and you're only u- allowed to use your teeth to attack their teeth. 
So you can't even attack their flesh. You have to eat their teeth. <laughs> you got to smash your teeth against their teeth. What if they yeah. have a gun? I think so. <laughs> it's kind of like con- kind of like conkers. Okay. But uh but but with teeth. So this is a martial art, <laughs> a teeth martial art? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, teeth Karate. martial arts slash war. I mean, it's it does feel a bit more like dog fighting because then it's like, it really is like if you lose, then you lose. Like you don't have your teeth anymore. Like your dog loses. You you've got a dead dog now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with your teeth. Same with your teeth. You got a dead tooth. You've got your teeth are all dead. You're all dead. And then you got a big um, dentistry bill. Andy, should we wrap this up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let me take you through the sketch idea list. We got. I'm still feeling really good about this, by Andy, the way. Andy, me too. I got. We got oven. Wait. Oh, oven mouth or oven mouth or tongue oven mitt. <laughs> really good. Yeah. We got microwave pizza restaurant, and then there's a there's an mm. under. There's a possible level here where this could also be a reality TV show where Italian people are being... People are... Can you hear people singing happy birthday in my house? Yeah, I can hear something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you missing a birthday? I don't know. I don't think that there's any birthdays happening. (laughs) Any of my family members are having a birthday. But anyway, um, then we have hyper-realistic 3D street artist... Um, chalk drawing, drawing successful reality, <laughs> you know, for you. They're just they're making your reality look super successful. Um, it's really good. We have a, the the bird vomit restaurant, which is a great new idea. Mm. I guess the trick is really just finding a big enough bird and a bird that's comfortable enough with humans that they could be burping into people's mouths twenty four, like you know, like at least at, on a for an eight hour shift. Yeah, I think it's a could be a chicken, could be a type of. You chicken. think it could be a chicken? I was thinking more. I was pic- picturing a pelican, not a pelican. I was picturing a a, a flamingo mostly. Oh yeah, you know? beautiful. Yeah, thank you. You love flamingos, uh, and they're an amazing bird. I find their beak a bit unsettling. Their beak is unsettling. You're right. They actually do look really evil. The more the the closer you look at them, um, mm. then there is the nude posse, the safest way home. Um, then we have Clark Kent, but he takes off his pants. And then we have the mm. teeth martial arts slash war. Andy, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. We did it. So I guess we'll go into the um, song now. Okay. Singing, 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 Thank you so much for listening to In the Think Tank. It's a it's a community service. I mean, you know, it's a much needed community service. It's almost like one of these things where we've been doing this for so long, people don't even feel like they need new episodes. I imagine mm, it's almost sure. it's almost a luxury. It's almost a uh, you know, it just it's just nice knowing that they're still doing it. <laughs> That's us. That's from their mind. Yes. 
Um, us is them in that that's right sentence. us is them um hey everybody thank you so much for listening uh we love you a tremendous hey, you got any gigs to plug alistair you want to plug any i gigs mean i will be Canada? at the comedy nest again uh not this coming weekend not but the weekend of the uh, i'll be there th- thursday the 29th of february the first and the second of you know of march um and so if you're in Montreal, come and see. We have, we have had people come. I know I've mentioned this already. So good. We had one guy who came, 20- and he was a big Do Go On listener, uh, Adam, and he didn't know I was going to be there because he's just li- he's just listens. you know. Anyway, and he's like heard my name, and he went, what? Because like, he's heard <laughs> me over the years and that thing, and he was, he was a little bit shocked. I think he was a little bit aghast is what he suggested. Yeah. Um, and then my uh, and then 2024 my, are those dates. Yeah. So that's the year. In which oh, 2024. That's place. right. And then also my my wife was out with us because we had people watch. We had nieces watching our our thing, and so then she saw me talking to him, and then later on went outside, and she saw him with his group of friends, and then she was like a little bit. She had a few drinks, and then she was like, "Hey, you guys!" And she started talking to them, and then went out somewhere with them, <laughs> and was like out with them for hours. <laughs> That's that's full. That's a full service yeah, right she, there. You know, we don't just um, make podcasts and perform stand-up comedy gigs. Our beloveds we'll, will hang out with we'll you hang after out the with gigs. You. It's a big thing that we offer, and so if you follow us, <laughs> our wives will follow you <laughs> <laughs> to a pub. Yeah. Um, I would like to plug. Nobody's still listening at this point, but I would like to plug. Uh, we have an online shop now for Gustav and Henry. Oh my gosh! Two. It's run. It's, now we've taken we've taken control. Everything's <gasps> completely in house. Oh my gosh! If you if you if you uh, order, the link is in the show notes. You can go there. You can order Gustav and Henry. We will mail you out a copy at a very reasonable price. Oh my gosh, Andy! Is and this... you know, there's a there's a deal if you get both volumes at the same time. Do you have the Spanish ones as well, or do you just have the English? We do not have them. We do okay, not. So have them so only English speakers only. That's right. Uh, s- Sorry about s- that. Si uh, esta hablas español, no porchase el uh, Gustave en Enrique. That's correct. Uh, um, thank you very much. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Et, uh, have a great week. We love, love you. you. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.